So you're asking about the white vial that you got at the end when you thought you had the key to open the box. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and roll a Arcana check for me? Okay. I got 12. 12? Hmm. Will a 12 suffice? So he's kind of like, he's holding it up to the light and he's kind of, you know, shaking. He's like, I'm not sure. Actually, Kervoy, why don't you roll me a a Arcana check? I would love to. Actually, Kervoy, no, what do you think? No, 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 no. Actually, no. I want you to roll me a religion check. I would love to. Oh, you know what? Yeah, same same modifier. So I rolled a five. That's a minus one. That's a four. <laughs> oh, okay. So you don't know shit. Okay. That's I'm way like too preoccupied. Violin. You're yeah, like, I'm way too preoccupied yeah, right you're now. Like, Vile is white <laughs> and goo. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, I'm going to say that you, by gleaming, just kind of looking at this vial, you can tell that possibly it may be something that you were able to use on the box to get rid of whatever kind of uh, magic was surrounding the box to get the key that is inside. But that's useless now because she... Because she did the thing. Yeah, she already did the thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you know, maybe you did tell us that last time. That does sound vaguely familiar. I might have, yeah. So, and I don't, I don't think that you guys were able to gleam what exactly was around that box, but you know for a fact that it's, well, you know for a fact that when you, when you touched poor Squidward on the thing that it disappeared. So you don't know. Squidfried. Squidfried, thank you. <laughs> Uh, you don't know if you know if it zapped it out of can, out of existence, if it put it in a different spot, if it obliterated it. You don't know for sure, but you know that whatever is surrounding the box has some kind of magic to it. Yeah, I, I remember us talking about this, and it might have been like post game because I had the island stone up that would absorb like an eighth level spell. So like. That was like, like all I wasn't concerned about whatever was on the box because you know I had the stone and that's <laughs> probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> so yeah, so you know it's you, yeah. Zeriel is holding the key. She is smiling a very evil smile at you. You know, kind of like, and you can tell there's a lot of there's a lot of. Uh, venom in that smile right at more at you three than anyone or yeah more at you three than anyone else that's around Um, (laughs) and as she goes to kind of put the key in her pocket or whatever and she starts to walk away and you it almost seems like um she's going to pop out of existence kind of like what happened after the first trial you are rocked to your core as a as the uh sidewall furthest from you where zero was kind of walking explodes and what looks to be like a big giant ball of ice smashes this whatever this building is that you're in and takes it into the gr- in through what you think is ground and pushes it through what is basically an icy, I don't know, like 
the only thing I can equate it to is like an ocean or like water, um, icy waters, basically. And and you are alerted to the fact that you, when you look out, uh, when this massive ice meteor smashes through the side of this building, is that outside is this wintry, icy land with with jagged ice and a cruel look to it. And as you see, uh, as you're looking out, you realize that both uh, Zeriel and Bell have been plunged into the bottom of this icy depth and it's kind of dark and murky. So it's very hard to see what's going on. It's snowing at a considerable, considerable rate, but it's actually, but it, more than that, it's it's an icy, cold wind that's blowing from west to east. And as you look through the sky, there's lightning, and there's you can also see in the distance there's like some fireballs that are just kind of bopping through the land. So, when did you roll a history check there, Selenar? I so when the when the wall crashed in, and we saw the icy landscape. You had both of us make a history check with a disadvantage. And I had a crit, which obviously we tossed. And then the other roll was a 16 plus 3 was a 19. Oh, Jesus. Well, and I rolled two twenties, So I got a... Uh, yeah. I know John did bad. And it's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that all of a sudden I was like, um, what just happened? Okay. <laughs> no, I think it might have just been lost in the crackly. But it was like, a, it was double, d- double crits. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so Selenar, what you remember is when you were uh, in your younger days, you would, you know, you always, you're always an observer. So you observer. Wow, why can't I say it? Observer. I like observer. Yeah, observer. <laughs> That's right. You, let's just say, one day you were in a uh, in a home of a friend's, and you, they had it an extensive library, and in that library, you realized that they had a tome called uh the history of the nine nine hells um it's funny that all of a sudden now is when you kind of remember something about it but you remember kind of you know leafing through it you didn't think anything much of it just because you know you were kind of curious about the nine hells but you didn't you know it wasn't anything you were going to read into because you thought hey I'll never, I'll never see this place. So it doesn't matter. Um, list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the one thing that really stick stuck into your head is that uh, the hold on, I have to count now. The fifth level of hell is called Stygia or Stygia, S T Y G I A, and that that one is in, is basically an ice hell, and that's where you're at at this moment. So he he turns to Rockdemon and he says, "If I'm not mistaken, uh, there are many levels to hell itself. Is is this not Stygia?" Uh, he, he kind of gives you a like, "How did you know that kind of look?" And uh, he he says, "They are one and the same. I didn't know that this is where we would be transported to for this, you know, hellscape, for lack of a better term, but." Yeah, I, I, 
the only refuge I'm going to see what's going on here. And he kind of points to the sky as everything. It's basically the sky is falling. He's like, the only thing I can think of is I think we need to make it to Prince uh, Levistus's castle. Otherwise we will, I don't think we're going to end up seeing the next trial. If you know what I mean. Have you been here before? Like I assume at this point they're sort of like trudging out, right? Because the top of the building exploded or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you been here before? Is there anything that we need to uh, be on the lookout for? I, I, I only recall the name. Um, he, he says to you, he says, I, unfortunately, I don't know much more. I've been pretty much living in Avernus since I... And he puts puts quotations. I don't know if they do quotations in in, in D and D or not. But since I died or whatever, he's like I've been chained to Avernus, and I, you know, all all I know is from what I've learned uh, when I was alive. And because again, because the myth is that uh, Asmodeus uh, made the or. Uh, he kind of points to himself and he's like, we, the, wow, why am I have a moment? Why, what's his race again? Why I, I can never remember yeah, what tiefling? I Tiefling. Yes. Tiefles. Yeah. He says, you know, um, the myth is, is that, you know, we are made from Asmodeus. So, you know, I tried to study up a little bit, but you know, from what I know is probably the same as you all. I, except for one story where the fact that, Prince Levistus lost favor with Asmodeus, and he himself was encased in ice, still living, still being able to communicate, but only through that block of ice and only stationary at his castle. Doesn't seem that he will be too much help then. Uh, as far as I know, most of the rulers of these nine hells are not a sort of help. They're not a helpful bunch. And yet they are going to be affected by whatever's happening here as well, will they not? Seem that it would be in their best interest to help. I have no doubt, especially with what, from what I can see, being here and living in Avernus. I mean, you can tell there's a change. There's, it's it's crumbling down. It's there's there's just feels like there's nowhere to go. Okay. Onward. Yep. So there is a huge hole in front of you from the meteor. So I'm going to say it's probably about 50 feet wide, 50 feet in length. The uh, roof is exploded because of the lightning. It's actually started little fires on the top of the walls, and they're slowly burning. It's nothing that's as of too concern, but you can see as, as you're looking through the sky, there's still things that are really threatening what's going on it looks like there may be some from you because it's such a fur such a far length away there may look like there's some fireballs and some big rocks and you know lightning in the sky that are kind of headed your way so you know you don't you just don't know how fast they're coming how soon they'll get to you and there's no other way out or around like there's a hole in the wall and a hole in the floor that's that's kind of our only point of egress then yeah yeah basically yeah if you don't you had the since that since that crater from the or that ice meter from the sky went in front of you it's basically there's a there's that 60 foot is what it's just water now even though it's a frozen area you can still see the water is still 
flowing or whatever. Yeah, and then going, you know, you could, you know, try to climb through, climb the tops of the walls if you wanted to, but, but you'd probably need some help in that. How how tall are the walls? Uh, let's say, let's see, what how tall is a usual wall? Uh, let's say, let's just say fifteen feet, just for, just for. Mm-hmm. Difficulty's sake. <laughs> Kravoy jumps to see if he can grab the top of the wall. Because he's it, like... Yeah, I was going to say, you're a pretty, pretty tall guy. Almost just about eight. Almost right. eight feet. All right, well, go oh! ahead. <laughs> oh, oh! Yeah, oh, man. You, you, must, you, must be, you must have done some uh, voice work for anime or something. <laughs> oh? Oh man! Oh, that'd be, oh that'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll me an athletics check and see what happens. Absolutely. Here it comes. Oh boy! Oh boy! That's going to be a twenty-one. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you, with a with a mighty jump, you get a good, a nice, good leap onto the wall. You get your hands on it. You realize that your hands are kind of starting to burn a little bit because the tops of the walls are burning from the lightning. Uh, so are they burning with heat or with cold? They would... I, know, I know cold doesn't <laughs> burn, but I thought maybe it'd be like a cold thing because I am resistant to cold damage. Oh, God, I wish, I wish I could tell you that it was cold lightning, but most lightning is not cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't know if maybe yeah. the lightning had frozen like the... Hey, frozen lightning's pretty cool. Like <laughs> it would be. It would be. I'll save that for next time. Uh, but <laughs> I'll be but, resistant to that. Yeah. Let, let's just say that if if you are able to get over it without spending too much time on it, you may not take any damage from it. But lingering there may, you know, warrant some damage. Well, I imagine I'll probably try to like lift everybody up, right? Okay. Like, I'll, like I'll be hanging. Well, maybe because I'm maybe. <laughs> maybe 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 I'm the rope. <laughs> use me use me as a as a ladder. Either that or I'm hanging up with one hand and I reach down my arm to grab some and they can I'll I kinda like lift them up with my other hand. I, okay. I would I would push Morgan up first then, yeah. Come now. And then he, he grabs Morgan and you're you're doing most of the work. I'm basically like the rope that you're using to rappel up the wall. Yep. Is that you know what I'm saying? Yep. So as yeah. as Morgan start, starts to climb to get up to get up you to get over the wall, Rockdamon just starts kind of flapping his wings and kind of you know, halfway up, kind of grabs her and helps her over the over the edge. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> Selenar takes one last look around and then jumps up for Crowboy's hand. And... All right, so then same thing. Rocktamon kind of helps you helps you over, and then uh, as you guys don't realize, because there are there are still more beings present, you see that uh, Gartool actually picks up the demon in the wheelchair and proceeds to try to fly and get him over the edge of the area itself too. Huh? And then. Gartool, you are actually then uh, as Cravoy is kind of trying to pull himself over the wall to kind of get it. You feel a sh- uh, like sh- like almost like a nice 
grip on your hand as you're lifted, uh, helped over the edge, and Garotu goes, "Oh, good boy! <laughs> oh, you're, you're such you're such a hero, man! You saved oh, everyone!" Hey, no, you're the you're the hero, and Gravoy slaps him on the chest like, "No, oh fuck, sorry, no, no, you're the hero, you Gartool, you are totally the hero." <laughs> And he's like, well, no, man, you're the hero. Hey, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. So as you guys are having this conversation, another bolt of lightning uh, strikes the ground beside you. And I would like uh, both of you to roll. I think it'd have to be athletics again. Acrobatics? Acrobatics? Sure. Uh, 21. Probably not wow. Oh, come on. Give me that. No, that's a two. That's a two. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the, the ground below explodes and Cravoy is, Cravoy kind of does one of these things where he's like standing at the edge of the water before and he's just kind of like, oh, and, <laughs> and falls into the water. I'm distracted by how cool Gartool is. And I, yeah. I, as he falls, like, I regret nothing! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. And, Cravoy, as you submerge into the water, you realize that the water is um, just incredibly cold. You have, you have resistance to cold, but this is so incredibly cold that it doesn't quite make you pass out but it does kind of debilitate you a little bit as you kind of struggle to kind of get your get your sense of where you're at you open your eyes and you look around and you see within the water you see tons of spirits you see tons of different beings you also you also see sea life that are kind of uh swimming around all over too and uh a hand grabs your ankle and you kind of are teleported out of out of where you where you oh. think you're at at the moment, and you are whisked away to a uh, another time and space. You see, you're almost looking. It's almost like you're watching a movie or like privy to a story, and you see the you see this gentleman. It's actually this human that actually grabbed your ankle. And you see him behind the scenes as he pays money to a orc, and this orc gives gives this man a a maiden who's kicking and screaming, and you can tell she's very young, and 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 she's like, I I want my mommy, I want my mommy, and the the human that grabbed your ankle, he says, I'm your mommy now, and he takes takes the girl and whisk her away. You fast forward to another scene, and this gentleman is paying off uh, what seems to be a king. He's giving him lots of money, and he says to the king, are we in agreement? And the king says, we are. And you fast forward in time, and you see the king, and you see this gentleman, and they're standing on top of this, or in the middle of the square. <clears throat> the king is pointing at this elf that has a rope, around its neck and it says this this man is a traitor and it, doing too much talking and not enough thinking let's let's go back so <laughs> he's like this man is a traitor to us all and you've seen what he has done and he must pay the price and 
the stool that he's standing on is pushed away and he is struggling to gasp for air and he chokes to death as he is hung in this town square in front of mil uh and not millions in front of hundreds of people it fast forwards a little bit again and you see the same king and this same human as the as this human lifts up a jagged knife and plunges it into this king's heart as he gives a a scary cackle and you and it fades and you are you wake up and you're being pulled lower and lower as this being has grabbed your ankle and is trying to pull you down further. I'm I'm kicking, kicking hard, <laughs> kicking. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm very disoriented because of what I just saw. Uh, oh, oh. And he, he's kicking and 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 kicking and just okay. kicking. Okay. Trying to swim to the surface. Yep. When he goes in the water, so like I'm assuming the lightning crashes and and Selenar kind of jumps one way and is. Her voice starts to go the other way, it cracks, and he sort of falls in. When he realizes that he's not there, he's like waist deep, like he's half dove in. I assume like Morgan grabs his, like grabs his feet, like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he's just like reaching down to try to grab him. Like okay. that'd be my first instinct. Sounds good. So, Selenar, as you look underneath this ocean floor, you see that are underneath the ocean surface or the surface of the water, whatever. You see that you can see uh, Cravoy. You can see that he's being pulled lower and lower. You see him struggle, but you do not see anything attached to him. You just see him just being, it looks like some some force is being pulled underneath. Um, and then you are, you are distracted as you see the same thing as Cravoy sees. You see lots of different lots of different beings that look like they're just waiting and waiting in the wings of this water to to either be evaporated into the existence to just die from this hell that they've been put in or to bring bring someone new into this hellscape but you also you also see marine life still kind of making its way through like it's not affected how far away is he from me uh let's see because you reacted so well let's just say uh, let's say 15 feet because i don't want to make it too close but i don't want to make it too far away either but you can tell he's starting to be dragged down a little bit more even though he's even though he's struggling to kick and struggling to get back to where he's at he's not gaining that much momentum i will try because the longbow would be what, like six feet. So what he tries to do then, or what he does, whether mm-hmm. or not it does anything, is another yeah. story. He uses prestidigitation to to create the sound of an explosion underwater. To that, like, hopefully it sort of like shocks him out of it, or if there's some psychic residue that it sort of like blows that away. Like it's not a Physical. Nah, it's not a physical thing though. But it's a but it's a legitimate sound, right? So like if that creates then waves in the th- that's what I do. <laughs> okay, so yeah, sound waves, yeah. <laughs> so you're you're basically trying to disturb whatever is going on here with sound, basically. 
Yeah, so he so he like he reaches down and he kind of like points and he you know sort of points behind Cravoy to like make this sound kind of appear behind him. Okay. And then he creates a light closer to the top and he just starts screaming into the water. <laughs> okay. Cravoy yells back. I don't understand Boy. I don't know how to resolve this because I don't know if that would do enough. Are you trying to distract whatever is holding him? Or are you trying to distract Cravoy? So both, right? So the explosion is hopefully going to distract whatever residual spirit energy is pulling him down. Okay. And then the light is sort of to like signal to Cravoy, like, hey, this way. Gotcha. You know? Okay. And then he's you know, screaming in the water. Okay, sounds good. So I would like for you that this is going to be kind of a roundabout way of doing it, but I think, Cravoy, why don't you roll me a strength check with disadvantage? All right, I can do that. And also, (laughs) but I can, I got one more casting a misty step. I can, I can try and mist myself out of here. Okay. If, that, if you think that's possible, so I, don't I know think what has me. Well, you know what I think. I think what will what will happen is okay. So we'll do this. So we'll say that Selenar does the press to digitation, and that it doesn't affect the being that's holding Cravoy, but it does kind of jar Cravoy in the millisecond that he has, and he decides to do Misty Step. So with Misty Step, what? How much? How far can you go with that? I can go thirty feet to an unoccupied space. That I yeah, I can go thirty okay. feet. Sounds good. So I'm just I'm looking up like I want to go thirty feet that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So we'll say that you do. We'll say that you missy step, and you, right. um, yeah, you pop back into existence. And you're just basically laying on, laying up on the ice by everyone else. John, I would like you to actually roll a perception check with disadvantage then. Okay. Uh, well, I rolled a pair of nines, so that's going to be a 12. Okay. So, so as you use the precedentation to get Cravoy to snap out of it for half a second and he's able to get himself back to the surface of the water, a uh, Suigan which is a basically a uh, humanoid merfolk, evil, mer, uh, uh, evil humanoid merfolk, actually grabs your arm and pulls you under. Fuck. This, this being is actually not one of these spirits. It's an actual inhabitant of this mu- murky water in hell. And it actually tries to grapple you to just keep you under with him until you run out of air. Does Morgan get, is there any sort of a pose check since she's holding my Yes. Yes, definitely. So. um, But he totally grabs me, right? I mean, like. Yeah, he definitely. uh, Yeah. So we'll actually say that uh, we'll do a strength challenge, but then we'll say that you have an advantage because Morgan is actually holding you by your kind of your legs. I'm just going to so grab I'm a beer right over here. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yep, because I'd say you're going to have to kind of slip out of it. So I got a 19. Nice. All right. Oh, <laughs> he rolls a natural one. All right. So. Wow. <laughs> I pulled him out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, let's say that. Why not? This makes for interesting uh, role playing. So, yeah. Uh, here, I'll wait for John because he's going to love to hear this. I can still hear you because my f- apparently I'm going deaf or something because my phone <laughs> is screaming across the <laughs> Nice. Okay, so so in case you didn't hear, John, uh, the 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 I heard a natural one. Seguin, yeah, natural <laughs> one. Yep, and he is actually pulled out of the water by um, Selenar. Yeah, so I assume okay. it's it's almost like by happenstance, right? So like Cravoy pops up. I, you know, I don't, like, he's just gone, so, like, I'm wriggling. She starts to pull me back, and the thing, like, grabs my arm, and I'm like, oh! So I, like, fucking yoke him up, and then she pulls me, and then yeah. he just kind of comes He's just up me. there. Yep, exactly. It's <laughs> pretty uh, badass. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so, yeah, you kind of pull him up, and he uh, is up out of the water, and he, you can tell he's actually it's weird because from what you know with uh, Sauguins is that they usually can breathe above water for so long before they have to go under. But this one is actually like losing breath. You can tell he's, (gasps) 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 it's like, boy, that's tough to do. Um, (laughs) He's just, he's gasping for air and he's, he's panicked and you could tell he's like trying to like do anything he can. He's trying to, trying to reach behind himself. He's trying to, you know, punch you in the face to try to get you off of him, and he will actually do. He will actually try to punch you to get free, so he can get back in the water. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll a strength check for him. I would like to impose disadvantage on that strength All right. check. With Sounds my good. Protection. That's ability. good. That's good because that would have been an eighteen. Oh. <laughs> oh. I feel like it rolls over with the shield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh God! I assumed I... this was the thing that was pulling me, so I'm very vengeful against it. No, actually, it wasn't. You were being. Well, I mean, I know, but I. Yeah, you yeah. Know. You just assumed. You're like, kill it. Uh, it yeah, yeah. Even with the disadvantage, he rolls a seventeen. Does that meet your armor class? Yeah, seventeen. Uh, my armor class is sixteen. Okay. All right. So he is able to punch you square in the jaw, and you loosen up your grip as he kind of slides back in, and then he, uh, it disappears in the murky, murky depths. Right. <laughs> What the hell was that? What was that? What is, is all this? Is that what had you? I, uh, I didn't, I didn't see, see that exactly, but I am assuming. Uh, um, but uh, I guess, I guess, if I think about it, no, it probably wasn't. I didn't, uh, I didn't actually see that thing. And she kind of interrupts you, or Morgan kind of inter- interrupts you, and she's like, "I, I don't want to break, I don't want to break up this fun conversation that we have, but I think, I think, Father, I think, Cravoy, I think we should probably get out of this, out of the way of whatever is in the depths of this water. We need probably to get, time. To, we need yeah. to get somewhere safe. That's a great, that's a great, um, that's a great suggestion. Let's move. <laughs> All right, so you guys, so you. Rocktamon kind of goes, well, let's get a, let's get away f- a little bit of ways away from this water, but I have to concentrate, he says. So you guys go about, let's just say like 30 feet away from the water, and he f- basically just sits down and folds up his legs and folds his arms and concentrates. 
And as he concentrates, you can kind of see him. He's kind of a burnt orange. His color, his skin color is kind of a burnt orange and it kind of warms up. It kind of lights up and he kind of flashes with a brilliance. You can tell, you can almost see like there's an aura that just kind of emanates from him. And, um, uh, you know, give or take like three minutes or something like that. And um, he opens his eyes and he, uh, his eyes are blow are um, glowing like a burnt orange where at one point you saw that they were like a, uh, almost like an obsidian color. Now there are kind of like a light burnt orange, almost goldish tint to them. And he kind of turns uh, due east and says, we must go this way. And he starts to walk. That was cool. Yeah, we will follow. Yeah. Gartool actually pulls up to you guys and he says, Whoa, I've I've only heard that in like stories, man. He's like, a lot of these a lot of the demons can do lots of cool things, but I've I haven't seen the the power of, of direction, man. That is amazing. Whoa. Did you say it was called power of direction? Power of direction, yeah. It's there's only very few demons and people that are related to that can actually know where to go in the nine hells. I just, I don't know where he gets it from. It's just, it's mind boggling. Hmm. We don't know if he's going the right way. You, you might want to try that way. And he just like points in some random direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of, he kind of does this thing where he looks in the direction that Selenar points and then he goes back and he looks at him and goes, <laughs> you're not going to get me Selenar. <laughs> Not like, oh, man. not like I got you, and then he kind of like winks at you and kind of giggles a little bit. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> he got. Wait, what? <laughs> when, when it, it was he, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Okay, let's let's just let's just keep let's just keep moving. Yeah. All right. So you had you head west a little bit more. Meanwhile you know, dodging things here and there. There's little things that kind of go around, you know, hit around you. Like, you know, every once in a while you'll see something kind of coming. You'll see like a, uh, a meteor that's kind of heading your way, but you, you know, kind of steer clear to avoid it and stuff like that. And you make it to this amazing looking castle. It looks to be made out of uh, obsidian, but also of ice um, on the outside of it. It, stretches up as tall as you've ever seen any building before. Uh, it has a drawbridge of a door that's already down and awaiting anyone to go inside of it. And there's um, ice and snow that are kind of covering the path to inside this castle. But to to uh, to anybody who's looking, you realize that nobody has ever or nobody's walked these uh, paths to this castle in many moons and you realize that and who knows maybe even uh prince levistus might not even be at his castle for all you know because it looks to be desolate so as they sort of like get up and kind of like slow down and sort of assess the situation he um he sort of guides rock them on away from the group a little bit i mean mm-hmm. not necessarily morgan and, and Kervoy, but yeah. whoever else is tagging along and he says um what is it that you feel? Is it 
the power of Asmodee that draws you this way, or is it something else? You mean Asmodeus? Asmodeus? <laughs> Do you, does the power of that game board game company... No, uh... <laughs> now, why don't you go ahead and say... I like, I like how you were saying it. Why don't you say it again um, like you would and just put Asmodeus in there so I can... Okay. We have followed you this far. Is it the power of Asmodeus that draws you in this direction, or is it something else? I don't know. I've had, I've had this power ever since I could walk basically and you know i don't know much of my younger life because i don't know if i've told you but a big chunk of my life as i was younger i don't remember i know i was raised i know i was raised to fight i know i was raised to be special and i it's hard to explain i don't know for sure because the puzzle pieces don't quite fit and I don't know if you were told by Morgan or by Flupnalia, but you know my parents on in your world found me as a young boy, just kind of laying in a field, crying and crying for anyone, and not knowing who I was and where I really came from. I always knew I had these powers. I always knew I had. I know that that the the anger and the the power of the demon is within me, but I, I know that I chose to walk another path. N- uh, but I know for a fact that the powers that are within, I could use those to an advantage. Sometimes I could just think of something and it would help me to find the solution. And I think just because I had kind of put two and two together that I come from a long ancestry of... Uh, Asmodeus himself that maybe you know the the uh, the demons and devils that live in these nine hells maybe I'm attuned to them also and so I think even with what has transpired here with me knowing what direction to go I think that to be true you may be attuned to them but you are better than them mm. you have chosen uh, a straight and narrow path I hope so yeah, only time will tell. Hopefully, there will be nothing to there will be nothing to tempt me. Otherwise, he nods and then you know looks back to the to the rest of the group. Says, uh, "Apparently, we must go in here." Hey, and uh, better better than better than any other choice we have. <laughs> and um, as as Selenar kind of gets done talking to Rockdaman, and he's about to turn to talk to everybody else, you can see Rockdaman's eyes kind of go back to that obsidian black, and um, those that power that he had used has kind of uh, been used up. You start to walk towards the entrance of it. And Rockdamon actually stops and puts out his arms and kind of hastens you to to just wait. And he says, "There." He says, um, or he kind of looks to the castle itself and he says, "There are, there is something here that is trying to keep anyone else out." I think that's why you don't see very many. You don't see any footsteps, and he kind of puts puts his hand to the ground around. Is this the next test, perhaps? He says, I really hope you are wrong. <laughs> he he just kind of like shakes his head a little bit. And you can kind of tell he's 
kind of lost a little bit of his energy, kind of. I think you can tell that whatever he used to help you get to this area has kind of sucked a little bit of the energy from him. And he says, I don't know how much help I am at the moment. I've used up a lot of what I have at the moment. So I, I think we need to figure out what's going on here before we proceed. Well, I mean, it seems we have been drawn to this spot. We were transported here, uh, unless there is some other place to go. No, I don't. I don't seem to be our destination. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you are right. I feel like I just feel like we need to figure out how to get inside without setting anything off. I guess is the words I'm looking for. He says there is something here, and he kind of like puts his hand around kind of the entrance. And he says, but I, I can't, I cannot feel it at the moment. I don't know if this will matter, but I can fire off another divine sense. Just maybe get maybe we can get some more information as uh, you can detect good and evil. Um, can sense anything affected by the hallow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend or undead that is not behind total cover. Okay. All oh, right. Weird, weird ability. <laughs> no, it's perfect. So you use your divine sense, and as you do, you realize that what is covering this castle has a kind of like almost grayish black mist around it. At first, Rockdemon thought it was just the entrance. It's actually the whole castle around itself. So you can tell like if you were trying to find a way in, trying to get rid of whatever is around it first will be the thing that you would need to do. All right, well, I'll tell you this. This whole mist, this whole thing that's around this entranceway, Rockdemon, it's it's everywhere. I can I, I feel it. It's all around the castle. We won't find another another entrance in there unless we get rid of this first. He says that is disheartening. He says that is dis- that is disheartening. Yes, sucks. I, I hope I do. Any of you have anything to dispel this magic? Cravoy, what does it? Do you get any sense of of what it may be? Let me let me think. Wait, let me just think uh, of what it may be. Yeah. So you you think that it is a almost like a necrotic kind of magic to it. Gross. That's necrotic. Yeah, Does necrotic it feel magic. like it is a spell that is higher than level eight? <laughs> <laughs> what a very specific question. Uh let me let me feel it out. <laughs> I imagine that it, a very powerful spellcaster, and maybe Rockdemon can speak to this too. Would ha- would be able would have to you know be capable of doing this, or would be capable of doing this. Yeah, and Rockdemon goes level eight spell. I don't understand your meanings. Sometimes we talk like that, Rockdemon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Selenar, why don't you roll a? Yeah, like, would that thing around his head just react if it was around. An eighth level spell, or is Boy, there? You no, know, that's a that's a good idea. Let me let me re- let me look at that because I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember the exact wording of how it was placed, but it sounded like it was just like a like a halo of just. <laughs> well, so like it's a stone, right? So it like kind of swirls around my head. Ah, like a satellite. It's yeah, yeah. So I think he had said that for that one in and of itself, it would absorb, go you know, cancel the. The effect of an eighth level spell. Yeah, was that my my whole note is cancel level eight spell. Okay, so I'm going to say this. I'm going to make this a, just a house rule, I guess. 
I'm going to say that actually, you know what, John uh, Selenar, I want you to roll a wisdom check. Just a straight up wisdom check. All right. I got three. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I'll, I'll give you this. You have that thing swirling around your head. You just don't know exactly how it would absorb that eight, an eight, an eighth level spell. So you have one of two choices. You, because it's circling around you, can walk into that spell and hope for the best. Or you can take that stone and throw it into it and hope for the best. That that was that was my idea. <laughs> Before you asked for a check or anything else, he was just going to be like, <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. We're skipping stones on rice. It's, it's either why he either thinks it's wise or he doesn't, but he's doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right, because okay. I may lose that stone then forever. But you at know, least like if know. it's a twentieth level spell, it just like explodes. Yeah. If it's eight nice. or less, it does it, and then maybe drops inert, and then you know perhaps it recharges or whatever. But like, I'm not a magic user. You're not a magic user. There's magic surrounding the castle, so like. I mean, I sort of <laughs> use magic. I sort of use it. I sort of, I sort of, I tap into my, my, my rage and vengeance. <laughs> so okay. I kind of have it. All right, so you. Boy drops his head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the so Selenar takes the Ayuan stone from circling above his around his head like a fly to, to dog shit. No, just kidding. Uh, Does he, he say, I want to throw this stone? Oh, no. Oh, no. That's it. I Sorry, I end call. We not play no more. Um, so you, t- you take the stone <laughs> and you throw it into this misty black magic. And it goes through and it skips into the castle and nothing happens. I'm I'm just kidding. So you throw it, it goes in, it goes into the misty black magic, and the misty black magic kind of turns into a white mist and floats away, and the magic is dispelled. Oh man! So like he wait, like it hits it, and like everybody's waiting. Selenar's just kind of like looking, and then it starts to change, and then it like poofs. He turns around, he goes, "Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool." let's uh yeah let's go <laughs> i i wasn't sure that was going to come in all that handy but that, that's that's uh that is like quite a trick it's pretty fucking handy shit <laughs> i have to make sure we grab that on the way yeah, in. grab that thing and let's hold on let you should hold on to that uh so then uh just after you guys kind of celebrate like morgan kind of slaps you. <laughs> high fives she cut no she slaps <laughs> she slaps his arm and it's kind of like you know like like almost like good job old man kind of thing like you know kind of see it in her face she's kind of like i can't you did that you know she knows he's a he's a a wary traveler that's done you know all these deeds and stuff like that but she knows for a fact that magic is not his forte so when when he actually does that she kind of like gives him a slap on the shoulder kind of like you did it all right that kind of thing an old elf can learn new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as you start heading in, your the stone actually zips back into your bag. 
And he, he's like getting closer, like he's getting ready to like bend down and pick it up, and it's like, oh, it's attacking! Yeah. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of scares everybody, you know. Like, yeah. you guys didn't know, but the wheelchair guy is still there, you know, and he's kind of the wheelchair demon's there, and he kind of like ducks his head because it kind of goes past his face, you know. He's like, whoa, oh kind of shit! Yeah, exactly. That was not very fun. I did not like that. I almost went through my face. Oh. Yeah, we wouldn't want to see that. The other direction. <laughs> well, well, no, always you, welcome. You told God, you told God to go in the other direction, not me. And I will not go. You will not fool me, silly elf man. Oh no! Oh, don't be like that. Come on. <laughs> and he kind of like you know he's he's got these you know huge gigantic arms and he kind of does this thing like he just shakes his fist at you you know it's not it's not, it's not yeah yeah it's not in it's not it's in like an old, old man yeah it's yeah, like, right. like, yeah. like yeah okay <laughs> stupid kids you'll have to be more wary of zahario than you are of us i'm i'm sure yeah i'm pretty sure zahario's gonna this is all a you know just a big old game you know we're gonna all gonna have to kill that one <laughs> I want first dibs. I've yes. got dibs. Yeah. And as you say that, you you both realize that you five have is it five? One, two, three, four, five? Yeah. Or is it six? I think it's you three. It's gotta be at least right, because there's yes. three of us. Rock the Moon, Gartool. Rock the Moon, Gartool, and, and then uh, uh, the wheelchair yeah. guy. And All the right. Yeah. Which I have his name, and Which I don't have a. Wi- I don't have it with. Did me. we have a name for? Yeah, he. He. I think I said <laughs> I it. I said. Yeah, I said it once, and then never. And then I feel bad because this guy is so cool. I haven't used him. <laughs> He's just kind of like sitting He's off on the like, side. Hold on, I'll tell you. Yeah, was, I was kind of hoping that maybe like. He's he's cool and he kind of joins joins our crew, <laughs> you know. We we picked up Rock Rocked him on Gartool. I feel like he's our he's in our crew. Maybe maybe this guy. Maybe That's this right. guy too. That's right. He he's not Ball, is he? What's that? Bell. No, Bell? that's not is Bell. He Bell or is no that... Bell. Bell is the henchman of the guy with Zahario. Yeah, Zariel. Yeah, Bell's the one I'm going to make watch as I eviscerate Zariel. Yeah, because Bell was the leader of Avernus, but then lost it to Zariel. You don't know how yet, but you know that he did. Oh, maybe I misunderstood that relationship. Are they like, they're like friends? Well, technically, well, technically, nobody is friends here. <laughs> As far as this is one thing that you do know from the from the history books or from myths is that anyone that runs any part of any hell is always trying to get a leg up on another 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 oh, uh, yeah. demon that's running hell. Um, Shit, before I kill, unless that... unless they're related, which you've you've heard you've heard that you know that there are some relationships that happen within Shit. these nine hells. I remember this now because I wanted to. I was trying to find the right the right moment to maybe we could turn Bell against Zario, mm-hmm. but I don't know how we would do that. Yeah, and and you know, from, yeah, and yeah. you know from the from the first from the first challenge from the race that you could tell that he there was something in him that was ready to turn on her, but you didn't know. You know, he's probably just yeah. It was, waiting for it was right like time. it wasn't the right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if I turn on her now. 
it's not going to be good. But I, it's like almost like if it's insured to work, then yeah. then we've got him. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like right. when she wins, like if she wins, then he makes his move so like he can slip right in because then yeah, he just takes like, whatever. Find the, a way you know, to. Yeah, get a message yeah. to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> about that. Yeah, because as you know, the the nine hells has rules, but there's way there's always a way around rules, especially with yeah loopholes. You, especially evil beings, they're always gonna find a way. Corporate loopholes is what they call them. That's right. Corporate. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hell is rampant. That's right. Corporate loopholes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So the, the only note that I have is wheelchair demon. I don't know. Oh, no. All right. And I feel like bad for any five times. Yeah. I feel bad for anyone that's listening to this. Cause I wanted to include somebody with a disability and have them have a, be an awesome character. And I haven't played to that potential. So I'll make up for that. I swear. I'm trying to see if I have the name because that, uh, I, cause I don't know how, how much he came up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, it was noted that he was there, but yeah, he was there, yeah, in the race, but I don't think we yeah. ever interacted with him until now. Yeah, yeah, I think he said his name once during that race, possibly, but that was probably it. He might have, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I do have a name. So, uh, so you guys are heading into this castle. You go up flights of stairs. You're just you're trying to look for anything. You don't really split up because you've heard that splitting the party is never a good idea. Um, I don't care if it's meta or not. You just don't do that. Uh, well, the four of us wouldn't. I mean, oh, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. be opposed to them wandering off yeah. on their hey, own. Hey, let's but... split the party. Gartul, yeah. you go off with... You know what? There. Yeah, I say that happens, actually. I say that, you know, like, there's... You see that Gartul kind of flies around and is kind of like... Almost kind of like just, like, doing like a a fun search he's he's it's almost like it's a, a challenge for him he's like oh what can i find over here and you can hear him go there's nothing over here dudes you know and he he flies to another part and he's like there's nothing no booby traps or whatever here You're like this might be a little too chill if i think a little too chill yeah yeah for this right well, yeah he may he may take care of himself then mm. in a way like maybe like you know whatever's around here hears him being all loud and then takes him out that kind of take uh, yeah. care of himself. I, I was thinking perhaps a trap, but uh, it, it may be that as well. As long as he stays clear of us, then it, sure. it should be fine. Yeah, right. I mean, he'll lure anything out. He's being so loud. <laughs> That's right. Just then a resmerez comes trucking around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... Okay, so you, you head up kind of some basically kind of forward up flights of stairs because they look like if you're going to try to find someone going, going, you know, up a, you know, going up flights of stairs that are more towards the center of a castle, you think you would get more to different, you know, maybe meeting areas or, you know, maybe a dining area or maybe a throne room that you could find, uh, find something in. And you make it up uh, quite a few flights of stairs, and you actually make it to a set of double doors that are closed. I'm going to make a listen check. I guess that would be like a uh, perception then. Yeah. Check the door out, too. Like, what's the yeah. door well, like? how about this? How about, yeah, how about Cravoy? You check the door, and uh, Selenar, why don't you listen? 13? Okay. That's just perceptione. Perceptione. Mm-hmm. 
There it is. All right. Rolling. I kind of like this one, I don't think. Although, what? The, uh, 13. Okay. All right. So you both Twinsies. hold a 13. Yeah, yeah Twinsles. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the door becomes a, a monster and eats your face because you both. I do it. Yeah, it's a mimic. 13, 13, the unlucky number. Yeah. Uh, so, Kravoy, you look at the door. Um, nothing seems to be amiss. It doesn't seem like there's any magic around it. You can't tell if it's locked because there's no keyholes at all. Hmm. Selenar, you listen. You feel like you, you feel like someone is in a conversation, but you can't hear another voice that's responding to it. But you can hear just kind of like uh, almost like question and answer kind of thing, where it's kind of like uh, you can't really hear what they're saying, but you can hear. I'm having Bob Dylan flashbacks. Either that or it's the Manabana guys from Sesame Street. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so like he, he kind of like cocks his head like a dog, you know, kind of like turns like he's trying to place the sound, just like puts a hand up and then, you know, lean into to our group and says, I feel like I, I can hear someone on the on the other side, but it sounds like a conversation, but with only one person. Oh, someone talking to themselves. That could be the demon in the ice, perhaps. Right, well, what do you think? Just like kick in this door and <laughs> see what happens. As he's like leaning back to kick through, I'm like no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll just kind of kick it open. Okay, no, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Morgan says, I, I wonder if maybe we should front, front two of us. Uh, through the doors and two of us behind just in case things go awry. Then at least, or if maybe we have one go, th- one of us go through and three of us sit back just in case, you know, something were to happen. We, we have an advantage of surprise on our end. If the person that goes in has a surprise on their end. He like looks at the, the, the fucking demons with him and then he, like you know, gives a like a quick shake of his head, and then uh, um, Morgan, I I cannot let you go first. Oh, I'll go first. I got that. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's no worries. I'm I'm in. <laughs> like he was getting ready to put his hand out for like rock paper scissors, yeah. and you're like, oh, I got it. Cravoy like, oh, beats right. hand. Yeah, that's bad. And I love I love how Selenar doesn't even fight it. He's like, yeah, you go first. That's cool. That sounds yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I was I gonna to do go it. First. I was gonna be all heroic and stuff, but you know what? You just do it. I'll just <laughs> yeah. live a couple another hundred years. So yeah. so I got is, it. So is that what you're doing? Are you going? Are you slowly all going in, or is some going in, some staying out? What's your plan? How about how about we go together? Two of us go in, let Morgan and Rock them on, bring up the rear. Sure. Uh, are we even sure how these doors? They probably push in. Are they push doors? If they there's do. no handle, I assume they push. There, there are actually well, there there are handles. They're just there's just oh. no keyholes. Oh, okay. Well, I look at yeah. the hinges. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the hinges. You would pull the door out towards you. We did it. 
<laughs> we figured out. You figured out my door puzzle. <laughs> they are pull doors. I take out my bow. I take out my longbow. Okay. Yep. Uh, let... I just have my shield out, but I yeah my whip. Yeah, Morgan yeah, take... so, so... is in my hand. I, I I tell her to open. Like I tell her and rock them on to pull the doors open, and then we'll go in. Nice okay. and yeah. sort of range, right? So like we're not gonna walk in together. Like we kind of walk in together, and then like immediately <clears throat> sort of flank. Okay, and uh, as as you see that Rockdamon and Morgan are gonna open the doors, the Gartool and the uh, Demon in the wheelchair go off to the side, flank the walls, so they're they're not seen just in case they need to come in as backup. Um, you notice that uh, Morgan, as she's going to open the door, she has one of each of her um, curved um, knives, uh, uh, ice knives that you saw, uh, one in each sleeve with the handle kind of hanging out, just ready to kind of, for her to kind of explode with them if she needs to help out. And uh, Gartu- or, um, Rockdamon grabs the other door with pistol in hand uh, against the door, ready to help out if needed all right so you swing the doors they swing the doors open and you head into what looks like a massive throne room uh there's a long table that goes up that's probably uh 60 80 feet long just a massive table you see what in half half of the table what looks to be old plates and old silverware and old glasses like this had been used for a dining table and then the other half you see what seems to be a scene set up with different uh wooden figures and scenery like mountains and lava and what looks to be lava and you know just kind of it looks like a massive um scene for going to war and the whole place is covered in ice. There's ice hanging from the ceilings, icicles that are kind of look very sharp and very haunting, but also very stuck to where they've been for years. This place looks very desolate and very unused. And in the kind of the right corner of this area, you see uh, what looks to be a demon encased in ice kind of standing there with its uh, arms behind its back but also standing stoic and you see a uh what looks to be a small blue demon almost whitish blue and uh female that's kind of standing next to this uh demon encased in ice and you hear a booming voice inside your head inside your head that says welcome i have been waiting for you Everyone's just waiting for us. This is this sucks. He takes his he unfurls the whip as he walks in. Well, I guess I guess he's waiting. I guess this this one's waiting for us. Hello. Yes. Um do you have the next challenge prepared for us or are we here for some other reason? Believe me when I tell you. I never thought I would see the day when I would see small. Oh, I'm trying to think what what's Puny. a good, what's a good Puny bird? Humanoids. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Humanoids. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'd see you, you tiny peons here, to 
Oh, to uh, disturb my conversation. Puny as we may be, we are not the ones who have lost our place in hell and are trapped in a block of ice. Uh, Damn! He, he looks at you and he says, I have not lost anything. I would like you to roll an intelligence check with disadvantage. Yeah, everything was disadvantage tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I bet like you, you learned a new if you were, <laughs> <laughs> I bet yeah. you if you weren't encased in ice, that burn would have hurt real bad. What <laughs> uh, was a 12? Okay. Am I doing that too? No, you're not. Okay. So, are your, your brain, uh, your receptors in your brain all of a sudden shut off as the receptors you want to move, you want to make a, you know, you want to, as you're, you know, you were talking and kind of like trying to go mano a mano with this demon, your body is trying to tell you to move and your movements aren't happening. You feel kind of almost like burning on, on the uh, tips of your fingers and the tips of your toes. And you are almost in an, in a weird excruciating pain as you're, Again, as your resistors in your brain are trying to tell you what to do, and they're fighting against what you want to do, and in that process is put is bringing pain into your extremities. I guess I take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you can talk. You just know that you are for the moment you are immobile. So, like he just like fucking grits and like the cords on his neck start to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can, it Cravoy and everyone else can kind of hear like a, you know, that kind of like that struggling to, you know, to deal with what's, what is happening. Is it, is it the I, IBS again? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. That sucks. Well, especially <laughs> when you're, especially when you're nervous and you're talking to somebody that's a, you know, one of the demons of one of the hells, you know, it's like, you get, you're going to, you're going to be nervous. You're going to get butterflies in your stomach. You're going to try not to shit yourself. I mean, we've all been through it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all been fine. It's fine. If that's the case. I just, yeah, exactly. Oh, I see you're being, okay. You're held. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, release, Re- release my, release him, release him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he kind of, he kind of, la- he, you hear his voice kind of laughing in your head, and he's like, "You, you have no hold over me. You have no hold, no hold over anyone." And as he says this, the the eastern wall in the castle explodes, and through it comes Zariel and Bell, and they crash. Oh, they crash to the floor, and Zariel brandishes her sword, and um, uh, kind of uh. uh Sets it menacingly towards uh, Levistus, and then turns to to all of you and says, "I can't sleep and I can't yell." Uh, let's let's just say that she's yelling, uh, and she's like, um, <laughs> "This is madness." She says, "She's." You can tell with the fire in her eyes. She's like, "I am the rightful queen to Avernus. These trials are an abomination of our of." of the authority of the tribune of leaders of these hells. And I will not stand for it. I call an emergency meeting. 
Oh, that sounds terrible. I don't like that. <laughs> but, but they are very driven by law, right? It doesn't they are. Make sense. Yeah, they that are. Makes sense. That's right. Yep. So we'll do that. Special counsel. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. Tribunal I like that. Terms. Yeah. The exactly. Infernal tribunal needs to. <laughs> needs yeah. To be held. Yep. Oh, I like that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna steal that from you, John. I invoke the infernal <laughs> tribunal. Uh, oh no! Oh, yeah. she didn't. Oh yeah. no! Yeah, exactly. Hey, what's the infernal tribunal? Anybody know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like he's trying to turn his head to look at you, just like his eyes some... are. <laughs> I mean, I get it. We just we gotta get you some, uh, you know, some Pepto. I got nothing. Pepto Bismol. Some Pepto. I don't know. I can't think of anything. <laughs> we gotta get you some sort of medicine. Nice. Was um, it? <laughs> yep, totally. Okay. So um as as uh Zeriel says this, you are all transported to another spot in the nine hells. It is illustrious to say the least. There is it again, it's crimson red kind of feel to it, but lots of deeper shades of purple and burnt orange. And uh, there's banners and there are a throne that's beautiful in the chair itself. It's, it's uh, gold inlaid, but it's also got uh, draped around it. It's got fine like cloths around it that are also, you know, like a deep red or purple, but sitting on top of that throne are um, hundreds of skulls and bones and uh, atop of this, from what you've read from your from your history books and what you've seen in ornate paintings and stuff like that, sits the king of the nine hells, Asmodeus, as he says, "Welcome to my domain. This infernal tribunal will commence." Shit! <laughs> That's where we stop it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh shit! <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love. I love the, the, this. The most. The most maddening thing about it is like, yeah, we're we're in hell. So none of this makes. I mean, not, uh, all this all this makes perfect sense for hell. But it's like, all right, we're let's do a challenge. Oh, we we've, we've been teleported. Well, oh, we've been teleported. Oh, we did a chat. Oh, now we're in a tribunal. <laughs> Zariel apparently it's, has decided that this needs to end. Oh God! See, is, I assumed that maybe she was going to go after him, and that we would actually need to help him against her. And then, like, when things went bad, that she would just, like, bam. And then maybe we'd get some kind of a boon. Or but, just you know. Avernus. <laughs> well, I think you're like... He can, he can do that, right? He can grant... He's, he's the leader. He's the... He is the Nine Hells. <laughs> Whatever I mean, he says yeah. goes. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> or break him out to then have him fight Asmodeus and then like yes. well, all that shit's going on, we go find Team at and like just fix it. Right, yeah. Just kind of just, just just take care of this on the down low. Uh I imagine that like the tribunal isn't it's just Asmodeus. <laughs> like, it's just him. Yeah. He is the tribunal. Yeah. Like, I don't think you get you know what, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, it's like there's like a bailiff and it's Asmodeus and then there's, you know, and then, you know, he's the judge yeah, and then like, they're oh, like, come on. yeah, and they're like, uh, here's your first witness. I am Asmodeus, king of the nine hells. Okay. Asmodeus, king of the nine hells. What do you think about? Well, Asmodeus, king of the nine hells. I think this. <laughs> That's the cool that thing about amazing. Yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about hell is you could just like I haven't made it. Le- it's been bizarre, but I could make it fucking as bar- bizarre as I want and be like, yeah, it's yeah. hell. I can do whatever I want. You know, <laughs> Asmodeus yeah, yeah. is everything. Yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Again, I think I've said this every time we played, but like I, I thought it was going to go one way and you guys went another way. So I was like, well, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll fell play into ice water. Uh, I got pulled down by, uh, by ghosts. And then eventually fish peoples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it just went nutty. It went yeah. nutty. Yeah. So. Well, so unless something's going to come up later that would spoil it, what did you think was going to happen? Well, right? I, it felt like, and, and not like in a railroad kind of sense, but it's like, okay, well, we got to leave here. And, you know, rock the wind says, all right, we got to go to the castle. So like, I feel like we did. Yeah. We, no, we you followed the story where the story. Was yeah. Going. No, you did good. No, I, you know what i i i think i just i think i really just made it up because yeah i'm pretty sure you guys went exactly where you're supposed to go so never mind <laughs> yeah I, it's I'm funny because like, i was shit what did we miss then yeah i was like you didn't miss anything i don't know why i said that maybe, maybe i thinking... should have maybe we sh- if you should have swam deeper i should have let it take yeah. me down deeper we could have went to hogwin city yes yeah, so... <laughs> Fuck! Is that where we were supposed to go? Yeah. We missed Sahagun yeah, City. It. Yep, that's where oh. the that's where the gem fusing machine was. You missed it. Sorry. Oh my god, the oh, gem fusing machine. We didn't even need TMI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what it's called because I couldn't think of a better name. The gem fusing machine. 